Welcome to Things That Keep Us Up at Night, the podcast. I'm your host, Abby Desjardin, entrepreneur, recovering workaholic, sleep evangelist, wife, and mother of three very expressive, courageous, and assertive girls. I'm on a mission to empower women through better sleep. If you want actionable steps to solve the problems that keep you up at night, you're in the right place. From finances to hormones, parenting to politics, relationships, and business, we'll talk about all of it. Let's get started. No, 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 I can't sleep, I can't sleep, no, no. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Things That Keep Us Up at Night. I'm Abby Desjardin, and today my conversation is with Jenny Shafiro and Lisa Lynn, hosts of the Dear Patriarchy podcast. Jenny and Lisa are sisters with over two decades spent working in the male-dominated industries of construction, tech, and finance. On their podcast, they delve into the pitfalls and the gaslighting women experience in the patriarchal construct of traditional corporate environments, sharing their personal experiences along with statistics relating to how misogyny, racism, prejudice, transphobia, and queerphobia present in the workplace. If you've ever wondered why you're not getting ahead at work or getting as far as you want, they'll explore why. Spoiler alert, it's not your fault. They'll also let you know what you can do about it. I can't wait for you to hear what they have to say today. Hi, Jen and Lisa. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're so excited. I am so thrilled to have you guys on. I found you several months ago when you started your podcast. And I don't even, I think I found you on Instagram and that's what led me to your podcast. And I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about why you got started and what your podcast is about. Oh my gosh. We have, there's so much in that. There's uh, (laughs) Jenny is actually is the reason why we have the podcast. So I'm going to let her explain why we started that. Okay, so um, in 2018, I reported my boss for sexual harassment. And when I did that, um, it quickly became a very isolating experience. And I realized that um, on the internet, articles, resources really could give you kind of the nuts and bolts of what happens when you report sexual harassment, but not, not advice from like, a community, a caring community of women that had gone through it, which I found shocking because I know that women have been doing this for quite some time and that it's always a bad experience. And so I started writing, I wrote articles and I tried to send them everywhere. So I was like, if there's nothing there, I'm going to make it and I'm going to get this published and out there so people can, and crickets, no one wanted it. No one wanted to touch it. Um, And so I, kind of started adding to that. And I said, and Lisa is a brilliant writer. So I said to her, do you want to help me write this? I think that there's something there. I think we need to write this. So she very generously jumped on board and then really she's an incredible writer and incredibly conceptually, like she understood what, what we needed, even though I couldn't grasp what, what the body of work needed to be. So we finished the book And then we kind of started talking about like, okay, now we're going to submit and we're going to get this thing published and then we're going to get it out there. 
but we need to have an audience first. So I suggested that we do a podcast. And Lisa said, no. Who are we to have a podcast? <laughs> you said no first. And then you said, who are we to have a podcast? And I said, well, Oops. here's some examples of people who were no one and, and then built this amazing podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so we started and it's only been six months, um, but it's been a really neat journey so far and we're loving it and the response has been good and it's very cathartic because we are really getting to focus on things in real time that are either happening to us professionally or also um are also kind of happening in the world and that we're seeing be women be misrepresented or women be vilified in situations where they absolutely should just be supported and believed so Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So tell us some of the things that you talk about on your podcast, because I imagine some of my listeners have not heard your podcast. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What don't you talk about, right? (laughs) I mean, when you look, and I say this all the time, is when you look at the corporate environment and the biases that are built in, the systemic bias Mm -hmm. built into the corporate environment, it is a microcosm of the wider world. So when we see anyone being discriminated against, in the workplace, we know that it has direct links to the wider world. And we know that if you see it there, you're going to see it everywhere. So I think for Jenny and I, we just always wanted to make sure that we're covering things that they might be really hard conversations for us to have, uncomfortable, make us angry, make us emotional. I think the first three episodes, uh, because we did sexual harassment as our second episode Mm -hmm. and Jennifer had just come out of a really bad experience at work. And it, it was a really hard episode to get through. So we talk about things like sexual harassment, gaslighting, the patriarchy, not all men. Uh We've, (laughs) we've talked about the emotional labor put on women. So Mm -hmm. that idea of what the perfect woman, what a good woman looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, so yeah, we talk about uh, if you can imagine it happening to someone and them being upset about it, we, we will talk about it. Yeah. 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 It's uncomfortable. That's probably our next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like those are the conversations that need to be had. Right. Cause all there's, there is a lot of don't want to put anything down, but there's a lot of fluff out there, right? And mm. it's like, why aren't we having the real conversations and being honest about what we're actually experiencing? Because yeah. like you said, there it doesn't feel like there's a community when you have those experiences. It's very isolating. And you think like, am I the only one having this issue? Like, why is yeah. why don't I see this anywhere else? Yeah. You did a fantastic episode with, and I can't remember her name. She was talking about um, people of color within the wellness space. Oh, yeah. Zafira. Um, Zafira. That was amazing. Just to, when we saw that you had done that episode, we were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because giving giving that space to have that experience talked about is so important. And yeah, so many people would be like, I never thought of that. Right. Where are you looking in your life where you're only getting a representation of one person or one type of person? Exactly. And it makes you look around and really re-examine. I loved that episode. It's fantastic. 
Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, I found her because she's a copywriter. Like she isn't even in the wellness space, but she, Mm -hmm. as a copywriter and a woman of color in the copywriting for wellness providers was Mm. hearing all of these stories from various clients. Mm, And so that's why she decided to write that book with all those stories from their perspective of what they had experienced. And it was just, I felt like it was such an important thing to talk about because like you said, we tend to only see what exists in our experience, right? Yep. Yep. And our experience as white women is so different yes. from that of anyone who is not a white woman. <laughs> yep. 100%. And that's kind of what we're hitting hard lately. And we'll continue with everything that's going on, just not just in the States, but in the world. Like it's just such a loaded time. And, and as white women, we have such, it's, it's our job to really have those conversations because it's our communities that are kind of keeping us stuck. Exactly. So, and it's, it's, it's time to move past this same old crap. Yeah. And I, I don't know about the both of you, but I just feel like the last several weeks have just been like one thing yep. at like every yep. time you like look at the news, it's just another thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I'm wondering what you all are doing to take care of yourselves during this, because if you actually like take all of that in and try to process all of it, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that Jenny never really liked talking about self-care or as that phrase self-care. Yes. It's loaded, right? It's like bubble baths and yeah, you know, whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That is exactly Jenny's take on it when she was talking about it was that for you, Jen, that's not, that's not self-care. Yeah. And then we get, I think we found, we got into this slippery slope where we were talking about sleep as self-care mm-hmm. and basic human needs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. So we, as women are getting into the space where we're like, well, I need to hustle. I need to grind 24 hours a day when I'm not doing that and taking care of my family and have my side hustle and my paid work and like all those things. Where's my sleep time. Mm-hmm. And then like your post when you said all the inspirational quotes of like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I've said that so many times. Oh, I've said that too. so many Me times. Me too. Like, yeah. oh, sleep can wait. I'll do that later. I have too much to yeah. do, blah, blah, blah. And like looking back, wow, that's how we get where we get. That's how they keep us where we are. Because when mm-hmm. you're tired, you don't have the energy to fight back. Absolutely. Yeah. Or to yeah. think abstractly about, how everything you're seeing that you're experiencing, that you're seeing, that you're watching, how it all intersects and how it all comes together because it is all interconnected. All of the, all of the, not to bang on about it, but just all the systemic stuff that we Mm -hmm. see that we recognize is a problem. It's all interconnected. But if you're too tired to feel in yourself and to look at other people and give them the time to try and empathize with what they're going through, you'll never get the connections. Right. So, but a lot of times that lack of sleep isn't a, ch- a choice people are making, even with the revenge procrastination yep. stuff. Yep. I mean, I haven't, I make a joke that I haven't slept since 2014, but like, 
I really actually probably have not slept since 2016. Like I haven't had a week of like good sleep since for at least five years now. And Mm. I had a child who is now, who just turned five this weekend, who has never really slept through the night for any period of time. Mm. Um, We've gone to the doctor. Everything's fine. She's fine. Mm. Um, And then I, and then I had another baby on top of that. So like, I just haven't slept and it's not, I mean, yes, there is some like late night scrolling that should be <laughs> happening. And, but otherwise, like, it's not my sleep hygiene that's lacking. It's, it's, it, there, there just isn't time to sleep. So um, there isn't, I don't get the chance to have uninterrupted sleep. And I think a lot of times there, like when you're, when you're in that space, first of all, you can't think clearly. Second of all, you feel bad. Like you think of all these things, you try to do all these things to make your sleep hygiene better. But if like you can't have that uninterrupted sleep because of outside influences, it's really like a defeating situation because no matter how prepared you are for it or how much you take care of yourself and eat the right things and exercise and all of that, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be in a good place at all because you're just not sleeping. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really important thing. And I try to talk about it as much as I can, where it's like, as much as we don't want it to be this way right now, there are certain people that have the privilege of sleeping more, right? And that's like another privilege, which it absolutely shouldn't be. Like we were just saying, sleep is like a basic human right and a need. It is not... Some extra thing that we get to do when we like a pat on the back, go get some good sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. But all too often it really is. And so like what I'm trying to do is to get the word out to the people that are actively choosing and have another choice, right? Because that's where it starts. It starts with the people that can make those changes and those people work to make the systemic changes that then allow everyone to have that right. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's very true. It's very true. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, we're all, it seems like we're all really tired. welcome welcome to parenting in a pandemic (laughs) um so what are some of the things that you either actively or passively do to try to break down these systems that keep women in a certain place, that keep women in, of color in a certain, you know, what, mm-hmm. what action steps do you take? Do you want to start that, Jen, or shall Sure. I? So I think that um, we have really started positioning ourselves in a place where we'll use our platform to, um, to speak about the things that are going on that really weigh heavy on our hearts. And anytime we see any one of the influencers or activists that we follow and respect, like anytime they have a message that's strong, we try to clear space on our platform for that and Mm -hmm. highlight it as much as possible, speak about it on the podcast, make sure that it's linked in our link tree or just however we're getting getting the message out, we, we try to utilize that space and, and, and amplify voices that are creating content that 
is impactful and really gets the message across. I think we've focused lately more on education um, because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and um, what was the term? Alternative facts. Yes. So we, <laughs> oh, yeah. Alternative so facts we try and fake to, news. Yeah, exactly. We try <laughs> to combat that with as much, uh, Lisa, Lisa loves statistics and facts and uh, research. I'm, I'm not so much thing. there, but I will create a pretty <laughs> image to lay it over. So um, we just, just, it's really volume, getting as much volume yeah. as we can out there of education and hoping that it resonates with people and that people are reading it before they unfollow us. So yeah. <laughs> I'd say I just add on that as well, Jen, because you touched on the education thing. And I can just remember at various points in my career because I've worked um in construction for so long and I found myself in situations where I didn't always have the words. I didn't have the language and I certainly didn't have the statistics to back up why I was saying a certain thing and why I was feeling a certain thing. And for me, I always want to make sure that our podcast or our content is giving anyone who's looking at it information that they can easily digest Take away. That's not always possible because sometimes there are conversations that are super nuanced right, right. and you have to go in heavy and that is hard, mm-hmm. but at least, and that's why we say like, we want to just have conversations because in those conversations, we're talking a little bit of fa- about fact. We're talking a little bit about memoir. We're talking a little bit about anecdotal, like that kind of thing, but also the statistical information that goes underneath those things and shapes that experience. So I just we always really try to be a little bit fun. Hopefully some of it's not very fun to talk about, but, but fact-based always, yes. always talking about things that to the best of our ability, we've looked into and said, like, that's the truth as we see it, as right. we found it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's always going to be a slight bias in it because it depends on the sources you go to and all of that stuff. But we just want, we want people I would say women, but people as well to be really empowered in the words that they have and the language that they have at their disposal, whenever they're in a, in any kind of situation that they feel empowered with their own language. And I think that for me, as a, as a fan of our podcast, I, <laughs> like, I have found that when we started doing the research, I was like, oh, wait, this isn't, this isn't just what I'm feeling in my head. Cause you know, you're gaslit so much yes. in the world. And so to actually have like statistics and facts and like this, whether or not it's a theoretical community, like there's a community behind you that Mm -hmm. is going through the same thing because there's research to support it. There are statistics to back it up. So this thing that I've been saying and I've been shut down, (laughs) like it's true. Same and experiencing, right? Like this is your lived experience in so many situations. And to have someone say, that's not actually what happened. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you know that? Like, (laughs) But the thing is, I think in the corporate space, a lot of women or or people of marginal and marginalized groups across the board are so beat down by the gaslighting by the alternative facts, by the lack of community, that they readily believe something over their lived experience. Yeah. And because as, that's what they have to do for survival, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy and it's heavy and it 
it's, it's exhausting, but I think that we've had so much feedback from folks and it's been such an honor to get feedback from folks that have said, you know, I had this conversation and, and this, this episode popped, this line you said in this episode popped my mind and I said it and it felt great. And I, well, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever. And in the back, like, <laughs> yes. So um, that's yeah. been so, so rewarding to know that mm. we're helping, we're helping people. Yeah. And, you know, I want to go back to something you said just a minute ago, you said, for the community of women or really whoever is listening. And I think that touched on a really important thing. We can't, women alone can't do this, right? No. We need men yep. in this, in this conversation, in these actions mm -hmm. to help. Yep. And what has your experience been with male listeners? I'm sure you get some pretty awesome messages yep. on social media. Uh -huh. um, what has that experience been? I think you're that, in the thick of it right now, Elise. <laughs> we are. So I did a I did a TikTok um, that is very honest and just talking about something called adultification bias. Yes, uh, which. On Instagram, it's been okay. We got a couple of funky comments and I get, I, we weed out the ones that were like, like you're just here to be hateful. So exactly. Um, Cause we do want to engage. It's not like our way or the highway. It's engage with us, honestly, calmly. Don't come flying in mm -hmm. with all like the crazy stuff. But on TikTok, it's a whole other story. <laughs> so like the um, wild west. Yes. Very wild west. And I think it is, it, it's, today's been a bit of a doozy day on that. So I think I, we've had to block like 50 or 60 people oh today. Oh my gosh. Which is fine because for that 50 or 60 people, there's been a hundred people who have said stuff that's so awesome. And so like. Heartbreaking. I didn't have the language for this. Thank you for telling me this phrase or yes. Thank you for posting that because I feel the same way. So, you know, we get, we get some bad ones. Um, we're trying to learn how to weed those out. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it's possible. But that's but not necessarily our, our experience with all no. men. Yeah. Um, we definitely not, not, all men. not all men. But we did, <laughs> but we did not our not all men um, episode. That was pretty heavy and it actually kind of triggered both of our partners a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, and, and the thing is we, our podcast is called dear patriarchy. Like we're calling yeah. out the patriarchal structure and, and there's so much in women, there's a lot of internalized misogyny mm -hmm. and we're, so this is going to trigger most, our work is going to trigger most people. Cause it triggers us. It's going to trigger all people because it triggers <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, we, we all <laughs> suffer under the patriarchy. It's not just yep. women and not just, yep. it's all of us. Yeah. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So we've had a lot of men, including our partners that, that support us, but they've questioned certain aspects of what we've said. But I mean, everyone should be questioning everything everyone is saying, not just accepting it as fact. So yeah. um, the men that have reached out and have been supportive have been incredible. And we, we say this, if not every episode, every other episode, like we don't, we're, we're not men hating feminists. Like we, yeah. we want, like you said, we cannot, we cannot solve this on our own. 
own. And we don't want my daughters or anyone's daughters, cousins, sisters, aunts to be fighting the, the same fight that we've been fighting for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in our building up of a community, we want to build men into that community as well. And so we, we are doing our best to certainly not soften the message, but no. that's, that's why part, part of the message being education mm-hmm. for ourselves and for everyone else is the most, I think the most important part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> A little bit heavy. It, well, it is, but it's, again, you have to, these are conversations that have to be had. <laughs> yeah. They do always feel really cathartic after we have them as well. So it's one of those where we'll start something and start a conversation. We'll be like, oh, it feels like really slog. <laughs> are, are, not going, are we going to keep going here? Are we just going to turn the recording off? And, like... and inevitably, yeah, inevitably when I listen back, I'm like, that is a good conversation, even when it's difficult and it's stuttering and a bit like, because we're, yeah. we are actively learning while we're doing this stuff. We have not gone to school for um, gender studies with this. Everything we're talking about is lived experience and research that we've mm-hmm. done. So we make mistakes all of the time. Um and that's kind of the cool thing as well. It stings, obviously, when you mm-hmm. make them, but then you kind of go, right, that's fine. We'll just keep going, but it's always, um, it's, it's always something that we learn from every episode. We learn more about the nuance of the conversation mm-hmm. that we're having, even after we're having it, which is very cool. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we'll <laughs> switch gears just a little bit. And I know that at least Jen wanted to have a conversation about revenge bedtime procrastination. Yes. So thing. <laughs> what what do you want? You said you do it sometimes. Oh, I do it too much, too much times. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know what revenge bedtime procrastination is, it is technically an attempt to exert some sort of control over your life by staying up. Yep. Late doing things that don't necessarily need to be done right then. So <laughs> uh, things like, you know, I'm going to watch one more episode of this show that I've watched 20 times already. Or um, you you talked about like doom scrolling the internet <laughs> and, oh, I'll just scroll for five minutes and then it's like two <laughs> hours later, right? Um, so I think it's important to put out there that it's something that almost everybody struggles with, especially Mm. right now when a lot of us are still kind of in this alternate reality of not leaving your house very much and like everybody's around all the time and the house is never quiet, right? Unless it's when the kids go to bed. Yeah. So time. Yeah. How do you balance that? Right. Have you found a way to do that? Yeah. (laughs) This is my no face. (laughs) (laughs) Have I found a way to balance it? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. Cause I, I've tried to like, okay, from, you know, I I lay down at whatever time and then I'm going to turn my phone off at this time. And then I look at, you know, I finish 
take a break from scrolling and I'm like 45 minutes over that limit. And then it's real late and the first kid's going to wake up within, you know, half an hour. So I don't no, I, I haven't found a way to balance it. And I think, and I feel like as this lack of sleep drought uh, drags on in my life, I'm getting worse and worse about balancing things. Cause I have less and less time for myself. And, but the, I mean, the, the sad thing about revenge bedtime procrastination is that it actually, it really, it really is detrimental to, to you on so many levels. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm, when I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, like through the podcast feed, I'm not relaxing. No, I'm getting more it's and like more stimulation. Amped. Right. And then I'm like, like I should have posted about this. I missed this. Like we need to schedule this for this thing. And then, and then it's worse yeah. and worse. And then, you know, and then it's 10 or 11 and you know, your adrenaline surging through your body as you're seeing all of yeah. the things online. Yeah. My watch is telling me to breathe. So <laughs> oh, your heart rate's up. Your heart rate's too high. My <laughs> noise says, you seem a little stressed. It's always very gentle. It's just a little, you seem a little stressed. I'm like, oh my God, I am. I am really <laughs> Anytime my watch beeps and tells me to breathe, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's tricky, right? Because like you were talking about, there are some of the things that are completely out of your control. Mm. Yeah. And I could see how if you were up until 30 minutes before the next child is due to wake up, you know, they wake up at 1130 every night. It's like, well, mm. going to sleep for 30 minutes isn't going to be yeah. beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. So just staying up even longer. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. I, yeah, sorry. What no, were what were say? you going to say? Were you going to, did you have a kid's story you were going to share? Do, do your, do your kids do that or? Well, so I had twins first. Oh. Um, so I can really identify <laughs> with the not sleeping for years. Um, wow. The twins didn't sleep through the night until they were almost three. So I, I wow. get that. And when they were two, I had their little sister. So that just tacked on another couple of years of the mm-hmm. same madness. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. oh my gosh. Yeah. So I totally can identify <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, how old are... You said you five and then a baby. Is that so the two that six, are still waking up? I have six, five, and one. Yeah. Okay. I've and only got f- a three-year-old, so I'm lucky. But I've he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep, but there's only one. <laughs> Not like I've got three that don't sleep, you know? It just, we'll figure it out. But well, my eldest one has been sleeping since six weeks. Like, she's... she's why I had more. Yeah. Isn't so. it crazy that the <laughs> difference in... <laughs> how differently all the kids sleep and probably experience life, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just different individuals. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the only like suggestion I might have, and you probably have already gone down this road, but I'm going to throw it out there just in case. Can you, have you tried a sleep coach, a kid's sleep coach? I have. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, if it, it I have, um, <laughs> didn't, didn't take 
It, well, it, it worked in when he was 12 months old and okay. he didn't sleep then. And now he's just turned, he's just turned three to four. And, you know, so I need to help you get it back. Well, what was your experience with a sleep coach? Mine? Yeah. Did you have I didn't have one. Oh, okay. So okay. that was my, that was my mistake <laughs> because I feel like it went back to that whole, like, this is just what moms do. This is mm -hmm. how it is. Moms oh. don't get to sleep. It just live with it and eventually it will end. Right. So that yeah. was what I had internalized. Like this is supposed to be really oh, wow. hard and it is on some levels, but I was very resistant to seeking any sort of help at all. Um, but since starting to focus more on sleep and meeting more child sleep coaches and, um, I'm not sure if you guys caught the episode with Ify Abekwe. She is an attorney, but she came on the podcast and talked all about their family sleep journey. Oh, she, yeah. Okay. She has four kids and she's an attorney and oh. they were struggling because her kids weren't sleeping. She had kids in the bed. She had kids in and out of her room all night. And she yeah. wasn't sleeping. And so in that episode, she talks about their journey. And when they finally hit that breaking point, reached out to a sleep coach. And she was just raving about what, like, how quickly it changed and what an exponential difference it made in their lives mm -hmm. as a family, wow. in her work life, all of it. Yeah. So. Wow. If you haven't done that, that might be a good first step because if you can manage the kids, then it's up to you. You have more control over how much mm -hmm. sleep you're getting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I can um, send you a few references after this if you Perfect. Like. <laughs> getting <so> excited. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm, the thing is. I think I'm pretty resistant too. And I like in my, in my mind, I know the things we're doing wrong. Like I know exactly what we're doing wrong. Yeah. I know, I know what they're going to say and I know how to fix them. It's just making the, it's making the, the changes. Yeah. To... And it is hard at first, right? Yeah. Because it will get a little bit worse before yep. it gets better in that mm -hmm. transition. Yep. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like, do I want like, Am I fine with right. this craft? Because I'm comfortable in the craft that I got. Right. But do I want to add like the level of hard that it's going to be before it gets better? Yeah. So, And that's a good question. I don't know. What could your life be if you were rested on a regular basis? Sounds pretty I'm too mean. tired to even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired to even fantasize about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think the flip side of that is just we're all so hard on ourselves. Yeah. We've just got to be nicer to ourselves because yeah. there are certain parts of this that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have days where we are not the parents or the partners or the humans that we want to be, that Amen. we aspire to be, but that's yep. just part of life, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. We've talked about this a couple times on the podcast of the idea of the good enough mother. Yes. Because that sounds so bland until you're living it. You're living that under that social pressure that we put on ourselves to be the perfect mom, mm -hmm. the perfect 
Insta life that looks like this and the kids wear this and they all eat organic and everyone has a sleep <laughs> schedule and yeah. like, they're all like pumped to the gills on omega threes. Yeah. Everything <laughs> that you read that you know that they, that you should be doing, that you should have time for, they've never seen an iPad. You know, they don't have <laughs> like all those things. Yeah. If right? anyone can say that over the last 13 months, like hats off to them, man. Yeah. Cause I don't well, know about you guys, but tech has been like a lifesaver in our house. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because and that is the is the is the quandary, right? You can go and you can sacrifice yourself on the altar of motherhood, yes, and get no thanks for it, right? And you'll never feel good enough because you still will think, "Oh, I could have done, I could have done." Or you can take a step back and go, "Today's just going to be a good enough day, and I'm going to do what I need to do to make my life easier." Which is what Jenny told me when I had my mm-hmm. son. Do what you need to do to make your life easier because yeah. it is so hard being a mom. Well, it was incredible to me when I came to visit you when you first had him, like how like tied already you were to like the concept of this, like getting it all right. And I was like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> if parenthood teaches you anything, it's that you really don't have control over a whole lot. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but it's not going to be perfect because no. kids, kids are messy and confusing and distracting and exhausting and you know yeah you just have to care for yourself as best you can and them and make sure that everyone gets gets what they need yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) yes fed and a place to sleep Uh, outside of that those are all just (laughs) extra things Oh, oh well, I want to honor your time. So I think that is a really wonderful note to end on. Do you have yeah. any last little tidbits that you want to leave us with? Um, sleep is not self-care. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and night and sleep hygiene is important. important. And sleep yes. is important. Yeah, absolutely. And um we're going to listen to that episode with Effie yes. about the yes. family sleep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we hang up, I'm flipping um, <laughs> it on. <laughs> it's on right now. It's, no, it's been a great experience. Thank you so much for having yes, us. thank you. Thank you for taking the yeah. time. I know you're both so busy, and I really appreciate you lending your knowledge and experiences to us because I feel like you're having such important conversations. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And so, so are you. Are you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get all those insights. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Right. If you want to hear more of what Jenny and Lisa have to say, make sure you subscribe to their podcast, Dear Patriarchy, available on most podcast listening platforms. Thanks for listening to Things That Keep Us Up at Night. If you like this episode, subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leaving a review helps other people find our show and get started on their journey towards better sleep.